sometimes it's really hard because we feel like as women, when we talk, we're talking to the wall. We feel like, how do you not understand what I'm saying right now? How do you not get the point I'm trying to make about how this is challenging for me, how this is not working out, how this could be done better. And we feel like when we communicate what to us makes perfect sense, we can feel like, oh goodness, this is so frustrating. This can happen with our kids as we're trying to just explain basic things we need them to do, like pick this up or drop this here. Like what is the problem here? We've done this every day. We've done this for years upon years. Or maybe it's to our parents as they just don't get why we're making choices in our life and why it's important to us. And we need them to just let us do what we feel we need to do. Or maybe it is with our spouse as we're just trying to explain to them why this thing hurts us or doesn't work for us or how we need to do this thing instead and make this choice instead. And and they're just shutting us down. It is so difficult when we need to communicate our needs, our wants, the things that are important to us, and it can just feel crippling and make you frustrated and want to give up. So been there, done that, totally get you. Today's podcast, we're going to talk a bit about how to handle that. How about handle when your spouse doesn't listen, handle when things feel frustrating, and how you can do something instead to get yourself better. Now, we actually have step-by-step stuff that actually works to get him to listen, not trying to say we have some tricks up our sleeve, but it does help to know things that have worked for years and years and years with other women and that are kind of tried and true. We'll share a tad bit of that today and a way to get even more of that, but let's dive into the podcast, how to get him to listen. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you twice a week on topics you care about, love, marriage, relationships, parenting, life hacks, career, self-reflection, emotional well-being, healing. We do it all. And because we talk about things that women need tips for and don't get them anywhere else. And a lot of the resources, I would say the majority, are all um, just really unique things that we create based on what you guys request of us. And this podcast is just literally all of your private requests put into public podcasts so that we do it, that we can get that information without giving away and uh, all the, the privacy of the women who have contacted us. So happy to serve you again today. And as you guys know, I'm currently traveling, but I'm here with a podcast that I've recorded prior so that I can let you know exactly what's going on. And uh, my team contacts me. And so I'm just going to put this little introduction here before I go on to the one that I've recorded to tell you that um, we are loving how you guys are just joining us in the challenge. And if you guys don't already know, um, the two huge things going on this summer at Mindful Muslim are number one, we're having a marriage challenge that is going on right now. The registration open on the first and the um, first actual warm up early bird session for women who joined is going to start just like very soon. So if you haven't already get in, I would say in the next 24 to 48 hours to make sure you get access to that. All of the women inside are getting our updated version, our most like newest release of the um, Love Languages playbook. That is, let me see, inside of it, we have a cool new test that we put to tell what your love language is and you could actually make him take the test if you want, or you could take it for him and find out what his love language is. Oftentimes we know the guys enough to do that. So 
yeah, that's cool. Because then when you know the love language, you know exactly how to communicate with him. And when you can communicate so he can listen, your life becomes so much easier, right? Or when you want to get more close to him and and connected in love. So these are awesome things that we can do. And the topic of today is why he won't listen to you. So here's the deal. Instead of that free resource, we also have all the different love languages. And one of the big tips we're going to share today, other than some other things, and I'll get to that in the second part of the podcast, is why he won't listen to you could be that you're not speaking his language. And even though I don't mean like literal language, like English, Pashto, or like, you know, Arabi or whatever, I'm not talking about that kind of language. I'm talking about love. And so the love language you you use is incredibly important. So we're going to be talking about that. But Definitely, definitely, if you want to talk with other women and get just crazy amount of lessons on where I'm going into this in depth, we have a lot of activities um, step-by-step. Definitely join us in there and we will talk about how to improve love. It is open to unmarried, married, and divorced women. Doesn't matter what your your experience has been because we could all use a good 101 on how to have an awesome marriage based on the Quran and Sunnah and that's what it's all about. That is just a fun challenge that we're doing. We're giving away prizes. We're just like all live. And um, the other thing that is opening probably the, I don't know, maybe the 19th, 20th will be the full marriage boost course that we don't open but once a year. And in there, I give you like the keys to the city where I got to share every single thing that um, I do within my own personal marriage, what I've taught women to do for two decades and kind of um, everything that you will see in there will be um, specifically based on what works in terms of a healthy marriage and the Quran and Sunnah. So that is the big kicker. But if you haven't already gotten the challenge, come on in. It's so much fun. And the women are just sharing so many vulnerable things. It's so refreshing to see real honest conversation and not this like everybody's faking that everything's okay. So love it. All right. So today we're talking all about, um, you know, really, really how, if you won't listen to you, how to get them to listen. And, you know, it's hard. Sometimes we have to apply some compassionate critical analysis to our inner narratives to help us kind of reclaim the power we've lost to reactivity. I know that was, that was like a mouthful, right? Compassionate critical analysis to internal narratives. Well, what are internal narratives? That's the stuff we tell ourselves in our head. Like, oh, you know, um, he doesn't love me anymore. Or I bet, you know, him and that coworker have a lot in common. They probably have like, he probably totally looks forward to seeing her every day. Or, you know, my partner just, you know, he doesn't really love me. He just like always wants to be on his phone and that like whatever, like these, these tales we tell ourselves of why he's not listening, why he's not interested. Those are what we call our inner dialogue or narrations. So those are things that we need to learn how to challenge. And because of those, they can make us feel pretty crummy. And then we can kind of react instead of respond when he's saying things. Now, for example, like let's pretend when he comes home and you need his help to do something and instead of telling him, hey, you know what, I had a really rough day. Do you think you could help me with this today or do you think we could just order out? I mean, some of us struggle to say those things. Instead, you know, we might lash out at him and just being like, oh, like would it kill you to like take the garbage out or like, hey, like could you like maybe watch the kids for five minutes and not make it always be me? Like we say little snippy things because we're just fed up. We're tired and that's just how it goes, right? But the truth is usually anger is really rooted in pain a lot of times, most of the time. And so if you are feeling anger and frustration with him not listening to you, I want to just talk to that inner you for a moment and say, listen, there are some 
things that we need to understand about where we have the ability to create change. Our worries, our fears, and our concerns generally fall into three categories. Things we can control, things we can influence, and things we can't control. Now, when we feel upset, they kind of all get dumped into things we can't control. Like, hey, look, what can we do for him? He doesn't want to listen. Or what can we do? He's not trying to talk. Or, you know, this seems just like, oh, this marriage, forget it. I'm not even going to try. And so we dump it all into things we can't control. And, and we kind of wash our hands, throw our hands up in the air and say, what can we do? But instead, I want to do something else. I want to dive a bit deeper into those things. I want us to think about the things that we really can control, Right. What are the areas of concern that you have? You know, what are the things that are truly outside of your control or are in your control? For example, we often feel like we can't control our emotions, but we can. In fact, we teach women to do it all the time. In the school, we have all about emotional healing and how to heal your emotions and how to master anger, how to master all these things. You never will find anger to go away. You will never find sadness to go away. That's not possible. This is life. But you can definitely master your response to it and how you allow it to dictate your day, right? I could wake up and get totally annoyed with a text that happens or somebody cuts me off in the road. It could definitely ruin my day. A lot of people will say, you know what? That thing ruined my day. We write it off as if that's the way it goes, as if our day can never be reclaimed, as if our, our week can never be reclaimed. Our month, our life, we like write these experiences that we feel have ruined us at some level and capacity. And most of the time, that's not true. We can 100% control our reaction, even when we feel we can't. By the help of a law, all things are possible. When we limit ourselves, we only put limits on the creator. And I want to ask you what your fears are telling you. Are your fears telling you the truth? Oftentimes, we tell ourselves things in our head that are not true because we're actually afraid of what might be. For example, a woman that might be afraid of her husband looks forward to seeing a coworker at work. It might really be that she's just afraid of maybe him cheating on her or losing her marriage or some other thing happening, being hurt or pained like she was in the past. Like we often have these, these responses, excuse me, reactions, not responses that are rooted in fear. And so while you're thinking about how he's not listening to you, I want you to also think about what, just to think about how these things are truly getting to us. So let's talk about how we can talk better. And again, we go through these things inside of the challenge a lot deeper in activity, but let's just go into a bit of it here. And, and the first step is to understand ourself, which is what I was just talking about. The second step is to create spaces for vulnerability within your marriage. And vulnerability is essential to building intimacy and closeness. Without it and having, you know, everybody's guard down, people can't really open up. Now, guys don't usually communicate so well. Let's just keep that true. Sorry, I know there are guys that listen. But listen, we over-communicate to the guy's point sometimes because we have different ways of doing things. We have problems. We want to talk about it. Guys have problems. They want to think about it to themselves and not be bothered. That's just, that's just how it goes. It doesn't mean they can never talk and it doesn't mean we can't ever come to their level. It just means that we all have to be more conscious. Now, the first thing we can do for each other is create spaces for vulnerability. We have to make sure our commitment to one another is clear. There's trust. We need to make sure that there is warmth, there is engagement of generosity and giving between one another. We have to make sure that we're operating from a place of non-judgment. There's no right or wrong. There's just us trying to figure it out. And also from this place of like integrity where we're aligning what we're saying to each other by actually 
walk in the walk ourselves. We can't say, hey, be more honest, and then we're not. We can't say, hey, help out a bit more, but then we don't. So coming from that place as well. And also safety. Safety is really important in our relationship that you can know that you could put something into someone else's ear and it could stay in their chest, in their heart, in their head, and never go to anyone else across their lips because it is your secret safe with them. Reliability and accountability is kind of that last bit that kind of creates that security, that vulnerability, that reliability, following through on your promise to one another and having this space where you will hear one another and try to repair any damage in your relationship together. So we have these clear boundaries, this warmth, this lack of judgment, this integrity, this safety, this reliability and accountability. Now, while I can't teach how to do those today in a quick little podcast, those are things I do, like I said, inside of these challenges or classes or courses, what I can say is they're critical. So if you're finding communication struggle, it could be because there's this lack of vulnerability between you. Another thing that I can say is that um, if we're thinking of kind of some of the roots of these problems of why he won't listen to you, sometimes it's because you're using the wrong language. Now, I mentioned that at the beginning of the podcast. It is sometimes all about making sure that we're speaking in a way that he can listen. Now, one of the things that we have and we have created for women, which is why we're giving it away to everybody inside of the challenges, the love languages playbook. Now, one of the things that I learned probably about 15 years ago was finally cracking the code on like what my husband's love language is. Well, I'm not going to give away what that is on the line. Well, I will say is it made all the more sense because I was doing it all wrong. I thought it was me explaining. I was doing a lot of talking to create the connection. I was like, if I could just explain it in a way he'll understand, if I could just find the right words, I probably don't have them. And I was beating myself over the head because I thought I just wasn't understanding what words would have been better words to tell him when I didn't realize that words were not what he wanted at all. And the minute that I understood that, again, like it's something like we put in there where you could take the test to figure out what your love language is, what his is. So I'll just say, if you're not sure what his is yet, definitely when you get that um, from being inside, you could do that. But that was groundbreaking in our relationship. It was so much easier when we were having a difficult time to rebound and make things better. It was so much easier to avoid conflict in the first place because I knew how not to approach him with the situation. I understood so much more about him. And it wasn't that I was giving him a free pass or being easy. It was just that I had a smarter approach. And now ironically, that's exactly what the Prophet peace be upon him did when he would manage society. He never had one approach for all people even with his wives or with his, you know, his, his um, Sahaba, he wouldn't say, oh, you know, Sahaba, this is how I deal with them. No, he had individual Sahaba, how you would deal with them differently. He would do a really great job at studying them, their mannerism, what they needed to hear, their past experiences. For example, he's not going to deal with somebody who is married sometimes to say some and talk to him about a topic of love the same way he would with somebody who was unmarried because maybe their frame of reference is different. And he knew that. And he would be so smart. His level of emotional intelligence and just just approach for these things was just so just perfect. It was amazing that at the end of the day, he had so much more success in changing the lives of people and communicating with them, getting through to them because he knew exactly not just what they needed to hear, but how they needed to hear it. <laughs> 
So the other thing I could tell you is a lot of the reason why we struggle with our husbands is we are not speaking in a way that they can understand. And while some people might say, hey, you know what? I don't have to accommodate for him. He should be accommodating for me. I would say it's not about either of those things. It's about following the son of the prophet, peace be upon him, where he made the time to figure out whoever he was talking to, whether it was a man, a woman, a child, understanding what they needed to hear and how they needed to hear it so that he could get his goal, which was to reach them. I think our goal at the end of the day is to reach people with our message, whether it's I need help or I'm tired or I need you to listen or whatever our message is, the end goal is getting them to get it and respond the way we need them to, right? So for our children, it's the same thing. It's understanding our children and how they need us to talk to them. I have five kids. I'm not going to talk to them the same way. I talk to them five different ways. And while some people might say, you know, that's exhausting. I have to sit here and figure it all out. I would say, No, it's not exhausting. Actually, it's super easy once you figure it out. What's more exhausting is screaming at people or yelling at people or fighting with people or feeling frustrated and no one's ever listening to you. That takes way more energy, way more depressive thought because even if you've left the person, you're still thinking about how much that annoying experience has irritated you. And at the end of the day, actually knowing makes it so much faster and easier. And every time you approach them, you do it like, hey, we'll just do what we did last time when I explained, you listened and we fixed it and everything worked out. You get me? So the first thing that we talked about is you. You understanding you, you understanding your limits, not just dumping everything into, I can't, it won't work, forget it, I give up. That is so not true. And we are putting limits on our creator. You can do so much. You just need the tools. And that's why we're sharing them with you here in the classes and the challenge and the courses. We just share the tools. You're just devoid of the tools. You're totally capable, totally capable of doing things better as Allah created you to be resilient. And he is there to support you as he only wants you to live better and happier and have healthier, more Islamic relationships. And then the next thing is you have to have the space of vulnerability. We talked about some of it that is required, although we couldn't go into all the depths of how to do it right here. We do teach that. And I want you to know that that is possible for you, but you have to create that vulnerability. And the last one is you have to know the love language, whether it's first identifying it and then practicing using it. I'm telling you, it just makes life so much easier as you're able to communicate freely and easy and not have to worry about just putting all your energy into getting to the person to listen, you can just move on with that conversation and on to the next because you found the way that worked to connect with the two of you, all right? I hope those tips really helped today. I'm glad we got to connect. As I'm traveling throughout um, my trip, do not forget to watch me on Instagram and see all my posts every day of where I'm going. I'm sharing with you all my travels throughout this time. And I look forward to seeing you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum, rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.